flashlight? Check. Tool belt? Check. Attitude? Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. You ain't got you ain't got the mayor today. <laughs> no mayor today. Just no, just that's, just, that's just me. Okay. We, you know, just me. Absence makes the heart grow, grow fonder. fonder, and I say that with all, all pure intentions. Right? You got Jake Coles from Channel Five filling in today. You know, with all due respect, I love every bit of the bumper music. In fact, we, we were trying to find that Weezer or, or excuse uh, Weezer? me, Weezer Happy Hour. Yes. Happy Hour by Weezer. Um, and Joe does have great music, but that 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 part right there. What do we call that? The little intro. Uh, yeah, the theme music. Yeah, that is yeah. Walter's theme by yeah. REM. And yeah, not a big fan. It's about a um, uh, Walter's. I think was it. Uh, I don't know. There's a rib joint in Oklahoma that they like. So if uh, you listen to the lyrics, hmm. Michael Stipe is singing about going to this place in Oklahoma, but. It wasn't a very I don't even popular. like looking at Michael Stipe, let alone listening to him. Just a little creepy he's looking. He's very talented, though. He's very talented, but he'll but come creepy. out and dress. You know, it, that's the only difference. It, yeah, very right. creepy guy. Right. Now, listen, I got to tell you something before we get to Josh Rosenthal, yeah. my good friend from Channel 5. What did you this, eat the cord? This thing's like an anaconda in here, man. This is like a oh. python. I've almost killed myself three times yeah. on this thing. Why? Because why? you know why? Why? See, why? Why? I've why? got an extender on mine <laughs> because I don't oh, want hey. to kill myself. You, you, could, ex- you could choke yourself if you are if you go too fast and too far. So <laughs> I like your extender. Uh, the, yeah, okay. See. Ooh, ooh, hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Of course yours is bigger. So try, yeah, yeah, right. so try not to roll over that yeah, if that's you wouldn't mind. fine. That's just fine. That's just the way it is. All right. Is Hyde in here? Where's Johnny? Uh, Johnny is preparing his newscast still, but he's listening. Well, he's always Reaver, monitoring. Is, is, Reavers is right here. Reavers is here. Because, yep. Sadly, uh, yes, I'm still this here. Is, okay, Josh Rosenthal from Channel 5. Everything about net neutrality you wanted to know, right? Yep. Because he is... Is that my phone? Oops, sorry. Hold on a second. That's okay. Um, to God. I got to shut that guys. Yep. You guys are Yeah, just right. If there isn't a teleprompter to tell him to turn it off, <laughs> he won't do it. Well, what, I got it Who without a prompter. Who put the question mark in the teleprompter? I got it without a prompter. Dang it, right there. And now, listen, this guy's been... Doing stories down there since 2015 on this stuff. I never knew what he was doing over at his desk, but I knew it was important. And he was right. talking about net neutrality. So we couldn't figure it out. What is it? And I know you, I know you, you can take a half hour to tell me about what it is. But for, for us, the, the, the general population, why should we care even? Okay, so keeping yeah. it short and simple, net neutrality is the idea that all internet traffic should be run at equal speed. So Correct. what that means is internet service providers, that's like the Verizons, AT&Ts, and Comcast of the world, because of net neutrality, they cannot block or slow down certain websites, and they can't charge you extra fees for visiting them. It, it makes the internet... Uh, a if level it's not there, field. if it's not theirs. So, in other words, if I'm on Comcast and I want something from Verizon, they, Verizon can't, Comcast can't mess with it. You can't, you can't do it with any. So you're you're starting at Josh in its simplest form. Right now, everything runs at uh, regular speed. Precisely. Okay. You can't speed things up. You can't slow it down. Period. But it's however, all... this is not to be confused with if you have 50 megabytes per second. And you buy Comcast 200. This is a different, completely different story. Completely different. We're okay. talking about specific sites um, okay. and also specific content. So yeah. let me give you an example. And this might help understand it because this is a really difficult topic to understand. It yes. is complicated. Yeah. The reason I've been stressing it for a couple of years, though, is because <laughs> regardless been. of whether you like net neutrality or you don't like it, this will impact you, assuming you use the Internet and, you know, everybody does. Everybody right. does. Yeah. So here is the fear. And some people will tell you, oh, no, don't worry about it. This isn't going to happen. But this is the big fear in in a really simplified form. The fear is that without net neutrality, let's say Comcast, and I'm just throwing this out there. This is no truth to this. This is just an example. Just a hypothetical. Just a hypothetical. 
Comcast, which owns NBC, because there's no net neutrality, they could theoretically promote NBC's content over, let's say, ABC's or CBS's, or they could make ABC or CBS's content go slower over the internet while keeping NBC fast. Therefore, they could incentivize you, me, the consumer, to watch NBC content because watching ABC or NBC... Not as good. It's a pain because it's slow. Right. Okay, Josh, what would their incentive be to maybe cut a deal with NBC if this is... Let's just say if it was Comcast and they said, we're going to promote NBC because ABC uh, didn't pay us enough or we don't have a side deal or would that is are they looking for financial incentives or would it just be a maybe a political or a favorite? The, the fear is that, you know, hey, if we stand to make more money by doing this, then we're going to do it. That's the fear. What you're getting at, though, is a broader issue here. The, the FCC commissioners that voted for this say, hey, what this is actually going to do is foster more competition and therefore the Comcast mm. of the world won't want to do this yeah. because then they could lose, you know, subscribers, this and that. However, the, the retort to that point, this more competition, is that a lot of us don't actually have access to mo- uh, to multiple internet service providers. Like, mm-hmm. depending on where you live, Comcast may be your only option. So, you but- know what? In fact, that is the case for me. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Reeves. I was just going to say, so given that this is going to take place in the next year, Josh, what's going to prevent or, you know, I guess I'm, what I'm foreseeing is whoever it is, Verizon, Comcast, whatever provider is going to be the first one to step forward and say, we will still abide by the net neutrality laws that are in place beforehand because it's we're now in soapbox nation in, in all forms of talk and in life. That's what's going to happen is whoever the whoever it's going to be, Verizon, Comcast, AT&T, whoever it's going to be, is going to step forward and say, you, we, we won't allow our customers to be subject to this rule change and then just watch the people flock to that given provider. Is that going to happen? It could theoretically happen, and the people who have voted to repeal net neutrality are saying that is what would happen. Competition is going to keep this a laying play, a level playing field yeah. as it is now. But so ultimately, it comes down to then it is seriously at its base a regulation issue. The yes. law regulates what what happens now. Yes, and We're repealing the regulation completely. And in Am fair, I right? that that is correct. Okay. And in fairness to both sides, remember this regulation has only been in place since 2015 when it was put there right. by President o- Obama, Obama's Obama. FCC. Right. So, it is true that the internet has existed for far longer right. without this right. than with this, but people who have spoken out against uh repealing net neutrality say down the road, long term, this is going to be a problem. So but, if it went okay prior to Obama doing it, why would Obama do it? To prevent this worst-case scenario oh, that I described okay, with okay. the Comcast of the world. Got it. So getting out in front of it if you had the worst-case scenario. Correct. So right now it's regulated. Fascinating. And uh, going to be not regulated no more. They deregulate this. Yeah. Correct. Okay. They just re- The only part they regulate is that part of it, though, the speed of which it can be delivered. Correct. It has nothing the else to do with anything. The speed you can block your competitors. The, I don't think they have. I'm so a, confused a, at times. It, it's a really tough issue, really. And, and I don't. I don't want to get too much <laughs> into the the nitty gritty here. But what the Obama regulations did, what net neutrality did, is it made the internet regulated, just like your telephone service, right. your electricity, your yep. water. It is a public utility. Right. Uh, this re- repealing net neutrality means it will no longer be regulated, just like your water or your uh, electricity is. And 
and instead, you know, there, there's a little bit more freedom for the the internet service providers, the Comcast, the Verizons, the ATTs. So it goes right back to that old that old argument, that economic model argument of get government out of the way, and all of your fears will be assuaged by the free market. Laser they will fair. take care, right? That Laser is certainly fair. a big part of this discussion. Yes, I mean that's why it's become a political. Football, you're right. Yes, we were yes. talking about that. When did when does something like this become such a bipartisan, uh, such a, a partisan? Excuse me, such a partisan issue. In the past, an issue like this might not have been so partisan. I don't have the answer to that. Well, but, but this explains talk, it. Anytime you talk deregulation, right? That's Republicans. Uh, the liberals want more regulation. Usually, Re- so, Republicans are saying this is deregulation. Liberals are saying you are handing the keys to the internet to the internet service providers. Right. Yeah, That's so. Depending yeah. on what side of the coin you are on, Got that it. is likely your argument. I told today. you Rosenthal would just break Josh, this could down you, for would us. Would you mind staying for the rest of the show and just escort <laughs> Jay back down to the newsroom? Now, actually, we're going to need you to spend the next second telling Jay about Sling TV. <laughs> yeah, he already. He, Listen, <laughs> I, I sit right next to Jay all day long. <laughs> I, I am more than happy to to leave him to you guys <laughs> oh, to handle. Man. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! It's always entertaining. Damn it! It is. Well, most, no, well, okay. most of the time. Well, most that's of the what time. you think anyway, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Right. Depends yeah. on who you, you ask. With. Well, Josh Rosenthal from Channel 5, thank you very much. And when can we see your stories tonight? Since these yahoos won't give you any plugs we over here. We always watch Josh. <laughs> thank you guys yeah, very, very yeah. much for having me. You can see story, my right? stories. Oh, yeah. Net yeah. neutrality tonight at both 5 and 6 o'clock on 5 Eyewitness News. And i got to believe at 9 o'clock on 45 TV, we'll have a little something-something, right? I would with, assume from so. From the early shows? I would assume so. And then they can go to KSTP.com. Oh, yeah. After your KSTP.com. I've been tweeting about this all day at Jay Rosenthal13. How many plugs do you want to give me? All, Jay? Of them? Yeah, I'll, all of I'll them. I'll take them. Oh, we take need them. to get a paycheck. Well, if you uh, if you explain it as smoothly as you did here on Garage Logic he today, uh, you'll you'll be fine and people will be and, informed. And I have one last quick question. I know we got a break. Okay, one quick question, fine. but it won't affect me in terms of my dollar amount, anything that I do money wise to get my internet, get my service. This is simply about how they deliver it. That's it. Well, I, I just talked to a tech expert who we're going to hear from tonight on Five O and his news. He says, in the short term, don't worry about it. Right. In the long term, yes, this could affect your pocketbook. You, okay. you could be forced to pay more for certain websites. I knew that was coming in somewhere. We didn't even get into that. Thanks, Josh. Right. He's got to run. We'll be right back. Uh, just about 18 after 2, Jay Coles from Channel 5 filling in for the mayor today. Uh, Twenty some uh, 21 degrees. Going to be about like this the rest of the day. Dave Dahl's coming up. Uh, he's going to give you some good information about next week and something maybe possibly, as he said, significant snow. Ooh. Wow. We got Rookie, Reavers, Height, the whole gang's here. This is, uh, I've got, I do have an interesting interview coming up. Uh, I had to move it to about 245 or 250-ish. Just a good holiday cheer Make you lift you up, kind of story. Yeah, okay. You know, good. A, a little cab driver, a little cab driver story out of St. Paul. That's uh, a little heartwarming for. I the think season. I'm familiar with yeah. this, but uh, and that is a good story. Yeah, I'm not an ogre. Yes, like everybody yes. thinks. Yeah, but this is this. Um, Josh Rosenthal from Channel Five, who just was nice enough to explain that net neutrality thing, which I totally understand now. Um, told me that Mike Mike Freeman, Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman, there's a story that just popped just now, and Channel Five is going to cover it as well at five and six. Uh, Hennepin, this is about the Justine Damon shooting. Um, Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman told a group of activists Wednesday, which um, is yesterday apparently he had this meeting. This is breaking today right now, and I just lost that because somebody's calling me again. You know, oh. I've tried shutting this off. There we go. It's tough to be popular is what it is. Uh, oh, there we go. Now i got it shut off. Um, 
Let me start over. Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman told a group of activists Wednesday he does not yet have the evidence to file charges against a Minneapolis police officer in the shooting death of Justine Damon. Now, he goes on to take a swipe at investigators here. This is a little unusual. I mean, Freeman right. is a pretty bold guy, right? I mean, he comes out and says yeah. a lot. Of, that's You've on seen his a mind. lot. Yeah, he's, he's feisty, but this is unusual to, to see him criticize investigators. Freeman also criticized investigators for not doing their jobs as they examine whether Minneapolis police officer Mohammed Noor was justified in shooting and killing Justine Damon. I've got to have the evidence, and I don't have it yet. This is a quote from Mike Freeman. I've got to have the evidence, and I don't have it yet. Let me just say it's not my fault. So if it is not my fault, who do who did not do their job? Question mark. Investigators. They don't work for me. They just haven't done their job. End of quote. Um, this is from a video that was it's pretty post- strong words posted on the Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar Facebook page. So he met with uh, this group. Yesterday, and they videotaped it and just posted it. The Minnesota, so he, so he goes after the investigators. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension turned over the case to Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman for charging consideration on September 12th. A group of activists said they confronted Freeman to ask him what was taking so long in determining whether Officer Mohammed Noor would be charged in the shooting of Damon, who called 911 to report a possible sexual assault behind her southwest Minneapolis home. Uh, July 15th, when she approached the squad vehicle Nor was riding in, she uh, he shot across his partner, Matthew Herity, in the driver's seat, striking Damon in the abdomen, killing her. Freeman said he would make a decision on whether to charge Nor by the end of the year, but thus far has remained publicly silent. Nor has declined to speak with investigators. In the five-minute video, the activists approach Freeman at a public event where one asks, I don't understand why this seems to be such a hard thing. Fair question, Freeman responded. I have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt the moment he shot the gun, he feared for his life, and he used force because he thought he was going to be killed. But he won't answer my questions. I can't talk to her because she's gone. So this is very key right here. took a while for me. I'm just reading the story for the first time, so I apologize. I couldn't edit it down, but Freeman responds to that question, fair question. I have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt the moment he shot the gun, he feared for his life, and he used force because he thought he was going to be killed. But he won't answer my questions, meaning Officer Noor. I can't talk to her because she's gone. That's the victim, Justine Damon. And the other cop just gave us expletive. Wow. So so guess what? I've got to figure out angles of the shot, gun residues, reckless use of force experts. But if you look at this... Here's a nice lady who hears, who hears something bad outside. She calls the cops. They don't come. She calls again. They drive up in her alley, and she comes out in her jammies, and she's killed by a cop. Sounds easy, doesn't it? This is all quotes from Freeman off of this video. Can I prove that the cop shot her? Question mark, right? I could have done that the first day. Freeman told the group that he... That before he charges anyone, he has to have, quote, sufficient admissible evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. You do it to innocent poor people all the time, Mike. This is now a question from one of the activists. You do it to innocent poor people all the time, Mike. So why is it so difficult when it's a police officer, one person asked. I have to follow the law, Freeman said. We'll get it done, okay? That's Freeman responding. Mm -hmm. Freeman thanked the group but said he would continue to seek more evidence. I'm not going to make it worse by just doing a knee-jerk charge and seeing what the jury decides. No, no, he said. 
I have to know what happened before I can charge. Nobody wants it done more than me. That's the big present I want under the Christmas tree. In a statement, Hennepin County Attorney Spokeswoman Jean Heyer said the office is, quote, working diligently on the case to complete the investigation as soon as possible, and they declined further comment. So this all stems from a meeting, apparently. Uh, I don't think it was a meeting. He was um, anticipating. He was at some public event, and it's uh, the group that posted it is Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar on a Facebook page. Um and nothing out of the Hennepin County Attorney's Office in response to this seems to indicate that the video wouldn't be authentic or mm-hmm. genuine and that the responses that are quoted here wouldn't be the accurate uh, the accurate uh, responses that Hennepin County Freeman gave. So this is pretty, um, A, it's really unusual when there's an open investigation like this to go that far and comment on it. And um, like I said, this just broke a couple right. of moments ago, and there's going to be more on it. But apparently Mike Freeman's saying to this activist group, hey, not enough evidence to charge, and then he goes after investigators. And, and if the quote's accurate, nobody's disputed the quote in this story, he says they haven't done their job, the investigators. So I wanted to bring that to you right now because that's a fascinating development right there. Well, and still, I, I, I wasn't aware of this, the still that the uh, Minneapolis police officer has not... The one that, were, that nor had the, one the gun, nor yeah. did not, has not said anything. No, no, which is his right, uh, you know, with an attorney. It is his uh, right, yeah. but, you know, uh, I, know. I you, yeah. you screwed up, truth. and let's yeah. go. Let's just get it all out in the open. Yep, as, right. as bad as it's going to yeah. hurt, because yep. it is going to hurt, but that safety is also part of your job. It's not yep. just... And what's the internal investigation going to show? Because he has to talk to his superiors. That's the other part about this that I don't understand. I know he's going to have to, at some point, talk to his superiors. So, mm. uh, All right, got to take a break. Be right we'll back. Keep an eye yep. on the... Hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at him. Two hours in a row. I'm getting to John on Very time. Very impressive. What is happening? Very impressive. Ooh, there he is, ladies and gentlemen. John Height in the newsroom. I even took a trip to the credit <laughs> union thinking I'd probably have an extra minute or two. But he's so <laughs> mad. You, extra minute or two. I usually he give always, you 10. He always banks on when you and uh, when you and Hauser are filling in the, I'll need three minutes less of material here. That's true. <laughs> it's cloudy. You guys talk more off the air than you do yes, on the air. But oh, boom. <laughs> well, it's lonely in here. You know, I don't like it. And talking into this window makes me nervous. I don't like have Royce sitting there during commercial <laughs> right, there breaks. Right. <laughs> Cloudy flurries and 22 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. The Twins have agreed to a one-year deal with closer Fernando Rodney. The deal uh, would be worth about $6 million with incentives and is pending a physical. Rodney, 5-4 and four last year with 39 saves and a 4.23 RA, his only season in Arizona. He does turn 41 on March 18th. He ranks 6th in the majors among active pitchers and career saves with 300 and has a 3.73 ERA in 14 major league seasons with eight different teams. He made an all-star team three times, including in 2012 when he had a career-high 48 saves and a 0.60 ERA with Tampa Bay. Are we excited about this? Uh, is this a good one? Do, do we care? We're, we're holding our excitement until yeah, yeah. 2025. What is it? Uh, if he pitches well, sure, I'm sure. excited. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if he pitches like he has, you know, in the past, sure. But if he's awful, then no. And, and Chris doesn't like the way he wears his hat. So. Put it okay. on straight. There's one rule. Oh, put it's it on crooked. straight. It's he's a, got the crooked thing. Flat, the flat-brimmed crooked look. I, I can even get over the flat brim. I can mm, even get over that, even though I think that look that is dumb. But it's just 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 wear your hat straight. Okay, Reavers, is this a good pickup or not? What are we looking at? Um, yeah, yeah oh, I mean, you don't was, believe me. 
he was. Well, you just kind of gave a non-committal. You gave the political. If well, if he plays well, yes, right. Well, he was yeah. he was pretty good for Arizona, who was a playoff. I mean, yeah. they were a wild last card year. team last okay. year, and the Twins really need bullpen help. And okay. yes, he. Alrighty. I like the contract because it's a one-year deal. So. Alrighty. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Five years ago, he was one of the best relievers in the league. But because five years ago, five years. <laughs> bullpen arms though, Jay, they're at yeah. a premium right now. I mean, you're talking about multiple years and a lot of money uh-huh. just to get people that are serviceable in the bullpen. Okay, this is a good move. All right, like it then. I'm, I'm going with you guys. Timberwolves back in action tonight. They'll play Sacramento at the Target Center, and the Wild are at home also, Toronto in town, for a game at the Excel Energy Center. News notes from today. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he's not leaving Congress anytime soon. Wisconsin Republican asked today about two published reports suggesting he might leave his job soon after the GOP passes the rewrite of the U.S. tax code. Asked by a reporter if he's quitting, Ryan chuckled and said, I'm not. No. (laughs) Ryan spoke as Politico and the Huffington Post published reports speculating that Ryan would make this term his last or even quit within weeks. He took the job reluctantly after former Speaker John Boehner of Ohio stepped aside in 2015. A Ryan spokeswoman calls all these reports pure speculation. Senator Marco Rubio informing Senate leaders today he intends to vote against the Republicans' $1.5 trillion tax plan unless it includes a larger expansion of a child tax credit. Rubio said, I understand that this is a process of give and take, especially when there's only a couple of us fighting for it. The leverage is lessened. But given all the other changes made in the tax code leading into it, I can't in good conscience support it unless we are able to increase the child tax credit. Senator Mike Lee, Rubio's partner in pushing for the expanded child tax credit, is undecided on whether he'll support the final tax bill. Uh, Lee, of course, is also a Republican. Now, Republicans control 52 of the Senate's 100 seats. They need 50 to pass their bill, as Vice President Pence could break a tie. Senator Bob Corker has already voted no on the Senate version. He's expected to vote against the final bill. What are they? What are they trying to get the the child tax credit to, John? Do we know the? Amount? I don't know that off the top of my head. I'm I'm pro. Yeah, I'm, uh, as, uh, I'm totally in favor. Them, so. If it goes up. Yep. yep <laughs> Ship it and pass it. Here we go. <laughs> the list of folks performing in Minneapolis during Super Bowl week continues to grow. Event promoters announcing that Imagine Dragons will headline the EA Sports Bowl on Thursday, February first, at Nomadic Live. In the refurbished Minneapolis Armory building, Machine Gun Kelly and Muramasa will be the opening acts. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, we already know, will perform at the Armory on the eve of the big game. The week leading up to the Super Bowl, packed with entertainment, uh, including the Chainsmokers, Florida Georgia Line, the Dave Matthews Band. A 10-day free concert series features a Prince Night and local acts like Soul Asylum and Mint Condition. And Gwen Stefani will close out the week on Sunday, February 4th. Did at you Club just Nomadic. say Mint Condition? Uh-huh. Is going to perform? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. announced a long time ago. I guess I must have missed that. That week, uh, the day we announced the whole week of Minnesota. Where Joe was really confused where everybody was playing. <laughs> yes, that yeah, one. Yeah, that, that day. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, Is that a caribou uh, coffee? Mint condition? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> wow. Good luck, though, in all <laughs> honesty. That uh that week, good luck getting anywhere, folks. It's yeah, it's yeah. going to be a uh, it's well, going to be a mess. You've seen how bad, right? Uh, they, okay, no light rail. You can't ride the light rail. No, down just there, the right? day of the game. Just the day of the game. Just so the day of the game. Yeah, just yeah. The day of the game. But then you've got you know the courts are all disrupted. Uh, the homeless have been moved. The bus yeah. routes are different. The hospitals being affected. Have you it's seen fantastic. the images inside of the armory though? Because they've already begun kind of redoing it uh-huh. and putting up this. It looks pretty cool. cool. Well, finally, something in the armory. I'm all for that. I do like that idea. You want some small-town news? Here you go. Stearns County officials are mm. looking for the owner of a cow found loose near the city <laughs> of Bruton Wednesday morning. Sheriff's office said the cow was found about five miles north of town. 
We don't have a cow. <laughs> We've got a bull. <laughs> cow was spotted near Sauk Center within the last week. Authorities said in a release it's probably the same animal. If so, it would have traveled more than 20 miles. Sheriff's Office is asking anybody who uh, sees the cow to give them a call. Again, it's Stearns County. That's a hungry cow, man. You, can you approach the cow? Or is that How does that work? I think that's okay. Yep. Uh, another wandering cow story. That ain't my cow. Let me take a sniff. So how you doing? <laughs> A cow in Philadelphia apparently wanted to be away from the manger as it escaped twice this morning from the church's live nativity scene. Uh-oh. Yeah, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Stormy. I wanted to be a shepherd. It's cool. I didn't get the role I wanted. <laughs> Stormy, a seven-year-old brown and white Hereford, was back Herford. munching hay at the old First Reformed Church of Christ by 7.15 this morning. Uh, police first got reports of a cow near an Interstate 95 on-ramp about 2 o'clock this morning. One of the state police troopers who responded has a cattle ranch in New Jersey oh, and go. knew how to handle the situation. Put a rope <laughs> on the cow and walked her to a nearby parking lot with police vehicles, helping get Stormy back to the church. Oh, Stormy. Come on, Stormy. <laughs> but for Stormy, it happened again. She fled at about <laughs> 6 this morning. Despite Reverend Kane's best efforts to stop the animal, she ambled toward a major thoroughfare as the morning rush hour got underway. <laughs> This time she was tracked down on the fourth floor of a parking garage about wow. a, block, a block south. She tried to find her church. truck. <laughs> right. They, yeah. While they finally loaded her up and they have a replacement named Ginger. Did, did, did you say that there was? I'm trying to picture this. You said there was repeated attempts by the pastor to try to stop the That's cow. That's correct. Yes. How do you? How does that work? I guess tripper. Whoa, whoa, whoa Nelly. So, Put a foot out, yeah, tripper. I have a very serious question. Uh-oh. I'm not trying yeah. to be funny. Okay. I'm, I'm not. But yeah. I have never. I don't think I have ever in my life on this planet. I don't think I have ever seen a live uh, manger. Or what do you call it? Uh, nativity nativity scene. I have never seen one live before. No, nope, I'm not. Oh, really? Neither me. So oh, do they have. do they have them tied up so they stay There's, in they're one usually spot? Fenced in a little area. In fact, that was the case here. Stormy was able. She turned it into a game. They said <laughs> uh-huh. trying, trying to get the fence open and got well, it open twice. Who wouldn't? It's usually fenced Good for in her. a little. What is it? A ding ding fence? In, in <laughs> what? I saw one in North Dakota years ago live, and that's all. It was just so. Uh, okay. Just people. Uh, what, so there's people sitting there too that are dressed up. Okay. Cows. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and, they, and they stay very still, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, do right? Have we worried yeah. about anything? Yeah, no, yeah, no. Get live animals? No, no. <laughs> More the farmers. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Making sure that they're uh, corralled improperly. <laughs> One of the best um, emails or, or calls we ever got to Garage Logic had to do with the major scene when uh, there was a child that was cast as the innkeeper. Oh. Uh, you know, the manger scene, Mary and yeah. Joseph are traveling uh, to, <laughs> to Bethlehem to, yep. for the birth of Jesus. Yep. And he struggled with his role because he had to turn down Joseph, you oh, know, at, and yeah. say, sorry. Get out no room at the end. Right. Yeah, that was exactly here. the yeah. line. So yeah. the, the, his, <laughs> it came up, and Mary and Joseph approached the inn, and, you know, he's leaning on the side of the fence, and they ask for a <laughs> spot, and he says, I'm sorry, there's no room at the inn. And there was a couple seconds of silence, and then he said to Joseph, but how about a beer? <laughs> just trying to offer him. I don't know why that line happened, but uh, just trying to maybe. But how about a beer? Yeah, you kind of, it makes sense. You know, it's like a kid that scene. shows can compassion. Can I get you a cake? What, yeah. what can I do? I want to do something for you. Oh, we'll have to replay that one closer to, uh, closer to uh, Christmas. And an Ohio couple who say they're three goats have helped ease the husband's depression has been ordered once again to get hmm. rid of the goats. A lot of animals in this news. A lot right? of animals in this Three one. goats right. ease... 
He's the, his depression. He's the depression. The, I'm the curious service, to know. Service okay. coach. Oh, service coach. Justin and Amanda Held were told during a court hearing in Bowling Green, Kentucky, that they must remove ah. the animals from their property for a misdemeanor zoning violation to be dismissed. It's not the first time the Helds and the village of Grand Rapids have butted heads over the goats. Mm. The couple removed the goats last year after the village cited them, but brought them back earlier this year when a doctor certified them as emotional support animals. Yeah, of course. The village didn't care. They cited the couple again in September. Amanda Held says while they'll comply, she'll continue fighting for the goats and her husband's happiness. Snuggling up to those goats. I, you know what? Yeah. Leave them alone. They're not doing any harm. The goats are being good to him. He's being good to the goats, right? Sounds Bring like them outside. Leave, leave let them eat alone. the grass. Right. Yeah. Like they got room. Why yeah. Not? Leave sure. them alone. Stop bothering them. Where's that yeah. again? Bowling Green? Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll be back with Dave. <laughs> He always buys American, well, except for beer and cigars. Joe Souchere. Not this time. You got Jay Coles from Channel 5, Rookie Reavers and Height, and of course, uh, Sports Talk, right? A little bit. Uh, me and Royce are going to hang out with Royce for a little while, and then the ride with Royce and Manny and everybody. So, um, And right now... Dave Dahl with a something coming up next week called Significant. I'm going to let him explain, right, Dave? Yep. By Thursday, it does look like some significant snow could break out here across southern Minnesota. It's, you know, a lot can change in that time period, and we're kind of on the edge of uh, what seems to be a sizable storm by that time. And unfortunately, that's during the big travel time before the holidays. So, um, uh, you know, people have to pay attention to the forecast as, as they change here over the next seven days. But until that time... We have some flurries out there tonight. We're going to keep the flurries and light snow going throughout the night. Low temperature down to about 20 degrees. So we're we're at 22 right now, so we're not going to drop very much. Tomorrow, some light snow develops in the afternoon and evening, maybe up to an inch or so, and that could cause some problems with the afternoon commute. 30 for the high tomorrow. And we're going to stay in the lower 30s Saturday and Sunday. Some more light snow and flurries early Saturday. Otherwise, Sunday, some peaks of sunshine. And then more snow developing by Sunday evening. Monday, it warms all the way up to 36. Nice little thaw there. Um, And then as we look toward the rest of the week, of course, we're watching that storm system develop. So by Thursday, we could have uh, rain, sleet, and some heavier snow across parts of southern Minnesota. Until that time, some flurries tonight, Jay. We're at 22 degrees, heading for a low tonight down to 20, and I have the records for the day. What do you got? I have 55 on this date in 1998 and 27 below. 1901. Okay, uh, the 55 I was longing for, <laughs> but not the other one. And I, you know, in in, in in meteorological terms, in weather terms, Dave, yeah, seven days out for significant snow. We're so far away that you just, it's just you got to kind of be thinking about it. But that's way too soon to know. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. Yep, I appreciate it. Talk to you later. Yep. So I always have good news, right? I just never get any credit for it. Right, right. <laughs> we're going to take a break right here and bring you some. Or no, we're going to go to Cheryl. We're going to go to Cheryl. Yeah, to, yeah we're, ready right Cheryl. we're ready right now. We're ready right now. I got all confused. I've got a little bit of Christmas cheer good news for you to end the show. This, this story caught my eye in, in the paper, and I had to get a hold of Cheryl Hansen. She's a cab driver for All City Cab, cab companies owned by her mom. She did a Good Samaritan Christmas time slash, and then we can hear the taxi cab radios it's in the background working. right there. <laughs> hey, Cheryl, Cheryl, thanks for joining us from All City Cab. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Now, tell our listeners, uh, it was sort of an unfortunate situation where uh, a gentleman couldn't find where he'd left his car. He parked his car in St. Paul, couldn't find it. And I, and I want you to pick up the story. And you come in, he calls the cab, and what happens? How did what, this all begin, and how did it end? 
Okay, it uh, began on uh, Tuesday the 5th, and he had come into uh, St. Paul on the 4th, spent five hours, he went to a business appointment, spent five hours looking for his car, hooked up at the Intercontinental for the night, came back out, went out, looked for a couple more hours, realized he was completely lost in St. Paul, lost his car, he just wanted to get home, so... The doorman weighs me up at the Intercontinental, asked me if I'll take him home. I could see he was an elderly man, that he seemed like he was in trouble. And I said, certainly. So he gets in, and, and I'm like, well, what happened? He goes, I don't want to talk about it right now. Could we just take me home? And I said, sure. So we start driving out 35E North, and then he opens up and says he lost his car, lost his ticket to his car, and he was embarrassed. He was worried about his own sure. uh, mental health, you know, being older, and sure. he just wanted to give up. He just wanted to go home, and then we're driving home, and he starts telling me a little bit about his background and what he's done in his life and his 80 years and where he's at now, and, and on I started saying, okay, what were you doing when you parked your car? Do you remember where you came out? And then he'd talk a little bit about it and change the subject. So by the time I got to his house, which was about an hour and a half drive, I had where, where was where was home for him? Where was he going? Amory, Wisconsin. Amory, oh, Wisconsin. Wow. wow. Okay. And um, so by the time we got to his house, it was about an hour and a half I'd spent with him, and my heartstrings were tugged big time, and I yeah. didn't want to leave him in such a black hole because now he's out on a farm, no car. He does know some people that have cars, but he's totally isolated. Feels like he's really made big mistakes with himself by leaving his car and going into St. Paul. And I said, I'm going to help you find your car. And I had left, and he called me. He goes, if you find my car, how are you going to get it back to me? And I said, well, I'll call you. He goes, no, come back and get the keys. So I went back to his house. I got the keys. He hands me the title, hands me his keys. He said, actually, if you find it, you can keep it. I said, no, 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 no. Let's just find it first, and we'll cross that bridge. So every day he called me or I called him. They got a few more clues about where he thought the car was parked. And I got back into town, and I went through three ramps right away. And I realized this was going to be a challenge because the ramps are full, and it's really hard to look on both sides as you're driving up the ramp. And you, how did you narrow this down? I mean, did he have a fairly good idea, or did you just kind of take a, a, a you know just a, a wild shot at it because you might have had your own idea? Well, how did this? Well, I kind of followed his clues, and he wanted me to go down Sixth Street because he thought it was parked in the Lawson. Yeah. Commons ramp. Okay. And so I did what he had said originally. Then I did my own thing down 7th Street because I thought maybe he was on the 7th Street because there's quite a few ramps there. No, that wasn't it. And it was Sunday night. My mother has been, my mother and I have a strong faith. So we've been praying about it every day, how to find this guy's car. And my mother said, I think you should go in the ramp at nighttime when there's no cars. Right. So Sunday night was the perfect night to go in. I started going in all the ramps, even the ones that I had gone in, because now it's wide open. I can see everything on every level and zoom and, through. And what car, and, what, Cheryl? Cheryl, what kind of car are you looking for? What do, 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 do I'm looking for? Do you know what to look for? 2013 Captiva Chevy Silver. So he he had, he had enough of a memory to be able to tell you what to look for at least. First, he, he told me I was looking for a truck. Okay. 
Then he sent it all. Then as they gave me the title, then I could read what was on the title and everything. Okay. And then I went online and looked up what does a Captiva look like. So I was knew what I was looking for. This is an There's extraordinary a- Christmas present you're about to give this guy. So you keep looking for this thing. Now you've got a description. You've hit every parking ramp in St. Paul, it sounds like. Yeah, almost everyone. I know what everyone looks like. So if anybody's lost, I know what they look like. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Then by Sunday night, it was about midnight, I the last ramp that I could possibly find to check, and I had already walked through this ramp a couple days earlier, but walking and driving a ramp is completely different. Oh, you so got I that right, zoom, yes. I zoom in and I go to the first floor, nothing, second floor, nothing, come around the third floor, and there it is, and I scream, praise <laughs> God, I found it. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I called my mother called my daughter, and my daughter said, you better call uh, Chuck. That's his name. Chuck, so I okay. called Chuck, didn't answer the first time, called him the second time, and I said, Chuck, I found your car. And he started crying. He said, oh, oh. my God. He said, you're wonderful. I knew you were wonderful. <laughs> well, this is a pretty great. Okay, so uh, uh, how many days from the time you left Chuck to, to when you found his car? How, is this a week that passed? Okay, yeah. so Tuesday the 5th, okay. I met him. Yeah. And I got him his car back on December 11th at All right, 3 so, o'clock in the afternoon. So listen, we got to end this, but I wanted to get you on the air to give yourself a little bit of a plug and a pat on the back at All City Cab. Uh, and, and it's a great Christmas story. That's why I wanted to get it out there. There are good people. The spirit of goodness is out there. And Cheryl, you're chief among them. That is, that's an extraordinary story. If you need a cab over Christmas, Cheryl Hansen at All City Cab. How about that, Cheryl? Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Cheryl. Incredible. I'd have given up Thank after you. two hours. Thanks. We'll be right back. Even have this in my collection, so Michelle Branch and little Santana. So uh, we got a little sports talk, and then we got the ride with Royce, right? Exactly. I'm gonna hang around for a little bit of that, and uh, some more fun. And Kenny, Kenny walk it up, Ron. L- love, lovable Kenny. Walk it up. <laughs> I'm trying very hard. Bye. <laughs> As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com podcasts.